Welcome to the Ivana Barron Podcast. My goal for this show is to bring you some weekly encouragement, personal experiences, and practical advice in the areas of wellness and faith. Thank you for being here, and let's get right into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me for another week. I'm so glad that you guys are here. So in this week's episode, I had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Zoe Shaw. Uh, Dr. Zoe is a licensed psychotherapist and a relationship coach. And in this episode, we spoke about how to cope with rejection. Everybody deals with rejection at some point in our lives. And we just discussed some ways that we can cope with that as well as navigate maybe negative feelings that come along with rejection um, when we face it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, let me know, leave me a rating and comment. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Hi, Dr. Zoe. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm super excited to have you because I've been listening to your podcast for a long time and I've gotten so much good information from that. And so I'd like to have you just talk to my audience. Um, so if you don't mind, I'd just have you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background, um, what you do for a living and um, you know how you got into what you do. Sure thing. So... Oh, where do I start? So I'm a mama of five. I am a licensed psychotherapist. I'm a podcast host, obviously. So glad to hear that you've been a longtime listener because I've been doing this yeah. for maybe three or four years. But yeah, you go way back. So that's great. Yeah. You've heard the my show <laughs> over the time over the time period. Um, I'm a writer. I'm the author of the Ask Dr. Zoe column at the Grit and Grace Project. Um, okay love to speak. I'm a speaker and kind of an avid adventure seeker. And of course, I'm also an author. I just wrote uh, a book called A Year of Self-Care. Which oh, I'm wonderful. Yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, in a tiny, tiny nutshell, a little bit about me. Okay. Awesome. So the reason I had you on the podcast today is because I wanted to talk a bit about rejection. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the topic I wanted to discuss today. Um, because, you know, a lot of people, including myself, uh, we deal with rejection in life. And I think a lot of times we take it in a, a negative way. So I just kind of want to unpack that a little bit and also give everyone just some tools, you know, to be able to cope with any rejection and things like that they might be facing in their lives. Absolutely. What's You know, that's such a great to- topic because rejection it's tied to so many things in our personal lives. And usually the rejection issue is never really about just the rejection issue. It's about all of the other things that you've tied it to. So I'm so glad that you're, that you're tackling this topic. I know a lot of women are struggling with past rejections, fear of rejection, all of it. So what a great topic. Yeah. And sometimes it's just hard for people to even, you know, proceed with their lives because they're so hung up on maybe a rejection that they faced in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll get into the first question um, just to start the conversation. And so it's just basically like, can you just give us um, a definition of what rejection is like with your um, coaching and relationship um, expertise, as well as why does it so often negatively affect people? Yeah. So, you know, rejection is simply when someone tells you no, or maybe Mm -hmm. they're, but that's what the other person says. It's about how rejection is felt, though, because when someone says no, often we hear you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in you as a person. You don't, you know, live, you you don't meet my standards. 
Um, all of the not good enoughs really come up when someone feels rejection. But to be honest with you, rejection by itself is just a simple no. It's what we attach to it that causes the hurt and the pain. Yes, it's how we take it instead of how the person, you know, put it out towards us. It's it's the meaning we attach to it. Now, reality is sometimes people reject us in really rude, awful, disrespectful ways. And that, that you know, that's even more difficult to handle. But really the issue is how we, you know, the meaning that we create when it comes to rejection. Yeah. And so do you think that that's the reason? Well, I guess, why do we so take it? negatively you know like why can't we just process it as you know it's just there no it has nothing to do with me well I think it's important to understand that a natural human response and desire is to be wanted validated Mm -hmm. loved and accepted right and then on top of that when we think about our brains our brains are actually not geared towards productivity they're not geared towards success they're not geared to all of the things that we might want and, and, and really seek after in our lives, our brains are geared for survival. And one our brain knows that we need for survival is connection with other people, other people to take care of us, um, simple, you know, being able to get our needs met. And so when it comes to rejection, it really touches on all those pain points and all those fears about being accepted, loved, validated, wanted. And then also making sure that we're surviving well in this world. So that, that's really why it's such a huge thing for people and, and bigger for other people as well. Because I think it's also important that we understand that what we learn from our family of origin about everything when it comes to relating with people um, has a huge effect in, in for the rest of our lives. And so we may learn things about rejection. And sometimes our parents use rejection as a form of punishment, mm-hmm. right? Um, purposefully or not purposefully. And so we learn to fear rejection as well. So if our parents shame us or, you know, they ignore us or in any way reject us when we're young as, as a means of punishment, then we're going to be spending our life trying to avoid that. Right. That makes sense. And so that kind of like leads me into my next question is just, you know, how can we begin to uh, process rejection in a healthy way? Well, I'm all about self-talk, <laughs> and yeah. uh, if you've been listening to podcasts for a long time, I always, I, I mean, I always say that we speak to ourselves more than anybody else speaks to us, and we speak to ourselves more than we speak to anybody else, and what that yeah. means is that we are our biggest influencers, and so we have to be super aware of our internal responses, so if we know we have an issue with rejection, when we come upon any type of rejection, we need to begin to talk to ourselves about it. We need to make sure that we are telling ourselves the truth about the rejection, even though our emotional brain is going to believe something different. You can use your brain, right, to influence your emotional brain. So part of the way, you know, you can start to learn to deal with rejection is first of all, being aware of what your issues are. So is it romantic relationships? Is it friendships? Is it business? You know, some people will have issues with rejection in certain areas, but not others. Um, If you're feeling imposter syndrome or you're fearing failing in your business, you might have some big rejection issues when it comes to proposing something or 
putting yourself out there as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you might be fine in your personal relationships or vice versa. So the first is to really understand yourself well. What are your issues? And maybe dive into where they, they're coming from. Is it because of something your mom said? Is it because of something that happened to you in you know eighth grade in the school cafeteria? Yeah. Really understanding yourself well will help you be able to see those red flags when they, you know, when they pop up and you can deal with them a little bit easier. Yeah, and that totally makes sense to me. And you know, it's funny that you said the, you know, something that you faced in eighth grade because, you know, as an adult, I'm 40 now, but you know, it's, it's taken me a long time to even like trust people and relationships, like not like, cause I've been married already for 20 years, but not like my husband, but like personal friendship with, you know, other females and things like that, just because of being rejected a lot in middle school, that's kind of carried along to my adulthood. And I'm just like, okay, so this is something that I've been really working on. Like you said, with the positive self-talk, like, you know, that had nothing to do with me. That was just like how, you know, preteens are. And now, you know, I can walk in my, you know, freedom and not be afraid to be rejected, you know, in new relationships and friendships. Right. And also, you know, it's okay to put yourself into a space where you can learn to expect rejection mm-hmm. and recognize that rejection is okay. It's a, and actually a quick rejection helps you quickly redirect yourself and go somewhere else. I'd rather someone look at me quickly and say, nope, not interested. Cause I'm yeah. like, great. Now I can go on. Then someone to drag me on or try to be super polite, right. Or not tell me the truth. And, and so if you can reframe as well your idea about what rejection means, that helps a lot. But yeah, you know, those time, those eighth grade experiences, <laughs> they stick with you. <laughs> they cause deep wounds because you're in that very difficult developmental stage where you're, you know, really trying to figure out who you are and what other people think means so very much yeah. and can create wounds that last a lifetime. But if you're able to go back and look at them and dissect them out and work on getting to a place where you're expecting rejection, not in a negative way, not in everyone's going to reject me, so I'm just going to reject myself first, Mm -hmm. but in a way of I'm okay with rejection because I know that who I am is good enough, whether any of them think so or agree with me whatsoever. And even more than that, there's going to be other people. There will be other people who will align with you, who will think you're pretty darn fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's the way that, that you really need to start talking to yourself. You know, there's this ama- this great book, and I'm 46 years old, just had a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. For many decades. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we're around 26 years now. Um, and so I can definitely relate to that in terms of your experience of feeling like, well, I'm a grown woman. Why am I still feeling this? Right. Mm-hmm. Why is it still having this effect on me? And sometimes we do need to go deep and, and really evaluate that and look at that. And I certainly have in my therapy myself. And sometimes we just need to change our behavior. So if you look at, um, Uh, cognitive therapy, if you look at exposure therapy, uh, you know, a lot of the basis of that is working on changing behavior. And over time, that behavior will change our thoughts and our feelings about it. And so I'm saying that because there's this great book called Rejection Proof. And I believe if I'm pronouncing the author's name correctly, it's Zhao Zheng. And he also did a, um, a TED talk, which was wonderful. 
that book really changed my life. Okay. Which I don't know if I can say that about so many books, but I had, and I read that book, mm, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. I'm not sure, but it, it's been a little while, but I read the book and I don't even remember why I picked it up, but maybe I, I realized that I struggled a little bit with rejection or me. I think it was as I was entering, um, really, you know, trying to find my, my space as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I was struggling with rejection myself. And I read that book and it opened up my world. And what he did is he really just, I think he might've done a year of base and he was crippled with anxiety when it came to putting himself forward. But yet he wanted to create startups and he wanted to create all these things, but he was crippled with the fear of someone saying no to him. And so he pushed himself and he made himself, I think it was every day for a year, if I'm correct, do something, ask somebody something that gave them the potential of saying no. And then he created huge asks. Have you read the book? No, I haven't. But it sounds interesting. I'm going to put it in the show notes and I'm going to get it myself. Yeah, it's so good. And after reading that book, I actually um, decided to ask Grit and Grace, which was a a women's magazine that I had been reading for a while and really loved them. And I approached them and asked them to do a a column. Mm. And they loved the idea and they started a whole campaign and I've been writing for them for, for years now, but be, and, and since then I've done so many things to put myself out there mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur when I wouldn't have before because of the fear of rejection. So part of it is just going ahead and doing the very, very scary things over time. And as you do them, yeah, you're going to get rejected, but you'll also get more used to that. And you'll also find that you are rejected so much less than you ever could have imagined. And what happens instead is the world opens up to you and you get so many guesses than you could have ever imagined. I love that. And, you know, we kind of talked offline before we started recording where I said that I wanted to reach out to you to be on the podcast. And it was just kind of like, I think as I get, as I'm getting older, I'm just getting more confident with the fact that someone might say no, but also more excited about the fact that they might say yes as well, you know? Yes. And I told you, I'm so very glad that that and stepped out and asked. We have Mm -hmm. to do, as women, we have to do that. Part of that is caring for ourselves and having healthy boundaries is also being willing and understanding that we can put ourselves out there and we must as strong women to take care of ourselves. And it's okay. It's okay if people don't agree. And I love that statement. No, you know, somebody else's opinion of you is none of your business, right? Or anybody. And if you really try to walk with, you know, walk forward in your life with that idea that their opinions aren't my business, my opinion about myself, you know, how I believe my God feels about me, those matter, my family, most of my family, it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for sure, you know, those things matter and the others don't. And ultimately, none of those people will be there on your deathbed. None of those people will be there in your life for you, to care for you. And um, so why does it matter? Right? Yeah, yeah I love that. And so that kind of, we kind of talked about processing it in a healthy way. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, what can we do to maybe forgive people 
who have um, rejected us in the past because for me, forgiveness is like a huge thing. I did a whole podcast on the importance of forgiveness and how really it helps you more so than even the other person knows. So how can we start to go about forgiving people who may have rejected us so that we can kind of move forward, whether that's our parents, you know, our teachers, you know, friends in middle school or whatnot? Right. Well, there's different types of, of rejection. If someone's just not interested in what you have to offer, I think we have to work on not taking that personally and just mm-hmm. saying, I wasn't for them. And maybe they weren't for me. And I'm sure another door opened up for me or will open up for me. And, you know, although sometimes we feel hurt by that, that hurt, like I said, isn't really about them because often we weren't that invested in in them personally. We may have wanted something for them or we wanted them to want us. But if someone's just not interested, I think you need to really work on not taking that personally, which is easier said than done. I completely get that. But it's the other kind of rejection where it is personal, right? Where someone has maybe done you wrong Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of hurt involved. Maybe there's a deep relationship that was there. That kind of rejection is a lot harder to get over And it also sometimes affects our future relationships and our ability to show up in a healthy way for them because we project things onto them, right, that aren't really there. So one of the things, and I'm sure, you know, all of the things that you've said in your other podcasts about forgiveness, and of course, forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that has helped me in my life, and I know it's been helpful for some clients Um, especially when it comes to not taking it personally, is the idea that all behavior makes sense in its context. So it's really, really easy to be in a place of judging other people's, you know, ill treatment of us and thinking horrible things of them as a person. But if you can work on stepping back, and what I'm actually asking you to do on some level is develop some empathy for the people who have hurt you. And it's hard to do, but here's what I know, honestly, is truthful. All behavior makes sense in its context. So no matter what horrible thing that person did to you, it makes complete sense if you go back from the very beginning of the time that person was born and their, with their temperament and personality and how that interacted with their environment and all the experiences that they've had in their life up until the point that you interacted with them, it would make complete sense that they did the thing they did. I'm not saying it's right. There's definitely a right and a wrong, but we can understand people's behaviors if we understand, excuse me, we can understand people's behaviors if we understand their context. But the reality is we can never understand someone's context. So we just have to know that. And then if that is the, which I believe it is, that all behavior makes sense in its context, then whatever they did to you, was not personal. It wasn't about you. It was about them. It was about all of their deficits, their hurts, and their pain, right? Right. And if you can take some step back and recognize that, that if you had been that person, you actually probably, we would have done the same thing. It helped take some of that off of you. And, you know, another way I kind of look at it, um, another small metaphor is this idea of intention, right? Often when people reject us or hurt us, we feel that there's an intention to hurt. Mm-hmm. But when if you take it back to that whole all behavior makes sense in its context, you can see how you can kind of take that intention out. And when the intention is taken out, 
the pain lessens. I don't know I if, that, agree. if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. And, you know, I'm learning to do that as well. It's just kind of like, you know, it's been said before, it's like, you know, some person, you never know what people might be going through, right? Um, when someone's having a bad day or, you know, someone cuts you off or whatnot, it's just kind of to stop taking it personal and just think, you know what, they might just be having a bad day, it has nothing to do with me. Um, so I'm gonna keep it moving, you know? Right, right. Or, yeah. you know, you know, might be having a bad life. And a bad I life, yeah. Them, right? And mm-hmm. they hurt because they hurt. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And, you know, so much there to to consider, you know, and I think sometimes just doing that actually just helps to relieve yourself of a weight that you might be carrying, you know, because of someone else, you know, someone else's hard life that we spoke about. Um, Okay, so I had just a couple more questions for you, um, just to kind of, you know, switch it up a little bit. When can we look at rejection as being a good thing? Oh, well, I almost always think of it as a good thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, mainly because, you know, when one door shuts, another door opens and rejection, a lot of things, sometimes it can give us some clarity. You know, if, if we have an idea or we're putting something out there and lots of people are rejecting it, well, you know what, there's some clarity there. And that means that it's time to possibly make a shift or maybe change the way that you're presenting something so that people are able to understand it or consume it better. Um, So I always think that we should consider the source when we're rejected. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the source can be a a place of wisdom, from a place of wisdom. And if we're able to look at the source of the rejection, look at the context of the rejection, then we can decide, is this, or not really is, but how can I learn from this? Do I learn from this and, and, you know, by I know that now I need to no longer involve myself with that person or I know I need to no longer, you know, put myself out there in that way? Or can I learn from it in terms of, okay, I need to change this and flip this a little bit? So on one level, I feel like rejection is always good because it's a lesson and you just have to figure out what type of lesson it is. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, My husband and I, we've been watching a lot of like these entrepreneur shows lately, like this one called I Quit, the people quit their job to start their full-time job or their full-time business. And this other one we watched was called like uh, Undercover Billionaire, where these people have to try and build like a million dollar company in 90 days. And it's kind of like they just have to be able to deal with rejection, you know, and then pivot and see like, well, what is it about my business that people don't either need or want, you know, or how can I improve it? You know, so that, that absolutely makes sense what you just said. Yeah, you know, I had a woman, I think she was on my podcast. I think this is where I heard it. And we were talking about that idea of failing, right? Failing and, and ultimately being about rejection. And she was a very, very successful uh, entrepreneur. And she said that one of the things that she feels is, is, you know, a reason why she's so successful is because her father growing up, I think he was like a colonel in the um, armed forces. And she said every night at their dinner table, he would ask them, how did you fail today? Mm. And they had to come up with some way that they failed that day. And he would, I mean, he rewarded that. That's what he didn't want to hear. Let me tell, tell me about all your victories. Tell me about all that stuff, which of course he did as a father generally, but his question was, tell me how you failed. And she Mm -hmm. said, he taught her to not fear failure, to actually embrace it and to go out there and figure out 
like how she can try something really big and not be afraid if it fails or not, because failing is the way to learn a lesson. And I thought, wow, what a gift that her father gave her to not fear that failure and rejection and to just really go out there, you know, running full speed. And that's allowed her to accomplish all that she's been able to accomplish in this world. Yeah, that's a good lesson in parenting because, you know, sometimes we always want to, you know, tell our kids, well, what did you do to improve the world? Or, you know, how were you great today? But we never really asked them, like, how have you failed? Because actually they're going to always fail. Everyone's going to fail at some point in their life. So setting them up for that now, you know, will give them a hand up in the future. So I love that. Absolutely. Because if you feel like, oh, well, I always have to have some kind of, you know, way that I've done good and that I've excelled then you become fearful of failure because you don't yeah. want to be in haven't excelled but excelled but if you're comfortable and you can actually feel good to announce hey you know what i messed up yeah <laughs> and exactly by on my podcast every week i share a win and a fail and i also do this at night on my dinner table with the kids too i ask them to share you know mm. a win and a fail of the day because we have to honor our our fails we have to because if we push them down, if we try to ignore them and, and pretend that they, they don't exist, we hurt ourselves. And so that's why I do I do that as well, so that we can honor not just the wins, which are great and important, but also the times that we fail. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Zoe, for coming on here and taking time out of your busy day to, you know, be in my podcast. And um, is there anything else that you want to share as we wrap this episode up? Oh, as far as rejection goes. um, And then I'll have you share your platform so everyone can go find you as well. Yeah, you know, as far as rejection goes, I would actually challenge um, your listeners to try maybe a month of the whole concept of rejection proof. Try putting yourself out there every day for a month in a way that you wouldn't usually. And even if that's something small, like, you know, asking somebody, you know, something, you know, maybe you're standing in a line and you ask somebody to hold the line for you for a second. I know it's mm-hmm. harder to do, it, but, you know, something, even if it's something small, I would encourage you to put yourself out there in small or little or big ways every single day for a month and see what happens in your life. Oh, I love that. And I'm going to do that. I take that challenge. <laughs> I'm going to uh- actually start doing that too. Wonderful. Well, can you let everyone know where they can find you, um, you know, on your podcast, social media, your website, or how they can reach out to you, you know, if they need any assistance, you know, at what you offer? Yes. So you can go to my website at uh, com, D-R-Z-O-E-S-H-A-W.com. And uh, I'm at Dr. Zoe Shaw at all my handles, my social handles, Dr. Zoe Shaw. And you can uh, check out my book, A Year of Self-Care. I also have um, some uh, programs, uh, self-talk programs. And um, yeah, you can pretty much find me anywhere at Dr. Zoe Shaw. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Zoe. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I look forward to you know connecting with you further on social media and continuing to hear your podcast. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. I appreciate you being here. If you like this episode, please consider leaving me a rating and subscribing so you won't miss an episode. You can also contact me at hello at ivanabaron.com with any episode topics that you might want to hear me discuss. So until next week, I will talk to you guys later. Have a great week.